Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that cash flow and prosperity today, not 50 billion years from now, but right now, so you can live that life that you love doing what you love. Most importantly, guys, it's not just about living a life of being rich. It's about living a rich life because as you are blessed financially, you have greater capacity and means to bless the lives of others. And that's the kind of ripple effect I'm trying to create through you as well. So I appreciate you guys binging, tuning in, sharing this with other people so you can create another ripple effect and really create a massive ripple effect for all of us to prosper together because as everybody else prospers, so do you. As a reminder, go to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, subscribe today to the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. Man, we've got so many cool videos, including some video shorts, little tidbits and snippets you can get uh, that uh, honestly, if you're like me and you don't know how to use TikTok, hey, you can follow us on TikTok, but I don't know how to get there. YouTube's another great way to be able to get that access. So guys, go check that information now on the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. Hey guys, have you wanted to invest in real estate? How would it be if you could do that with just $100 and get good, consistent returns? Well, that's exactly what our friends at Pre-REO does, where they buy these properties in bulk and at discount, be able to turn around and sell them or and or rent them to create profits. And they do this in the crowdsourcing all your monies together. And as a result, pay you a consistent 7% return on your money paid monthly. And on top of that, guys, you even get some liquidity options too. So even though you can have your money in there for years, you're allowed to be able to access that money sooner if you needed to. So if you're interested in being able to invest in real estate with just $100 or more, whether you're accredited or not, go ahead and reach out to our friends at www.prereo.com forward slash money ripples. That's prereo.com forward slash money ripples. Check them out. All right, guys. So I, I want to talk about debt today. Uh, many times we keep talking about passive income. We talk about a lot of different strategies, but I want to get down to a level where really this could be applicable to so many of you. Because the, the one question that comes up with clients all the time is, all right, should we be paying off our debts? Do we take, up, take on more debt? Or what do we do? And how do we know when debt's good and when it shouldn't be? Now, I'm going to talk about a strategy specifically how to pay down debts faster. Before I jump into that, though, I want to talk about debt in general. You know, is debt bad? You know, is it is okay to use? The truth is, it depends on who you are. If you're someone who's going to blow money or you're going to gamble it away by doing speculative type of investments, using debt is not for you. Your best strategy is to pay off debt, period. Uh, same thing. If you have a spending problem, paying off debt is your best friend. Now, now, granted, if you have a hard enough time with money, it doesn't matter what you do. You could be debt-free. You'll still probably be in a financial dire straits. But at least if you don't have those loans outstanding, you're fine. Now, here's the other thing, too, is that remember, debt is not exactly what people think. Most people think of as debt as anything that you owe money to. You know, if you owe money to anything, that's a debt. Well, the problem with that is mentally, you know, from a scarcity way of thinking, you start feeling like any bill 
that you have in your life, anything you have to pay money out of pocket, this could even be going to go buy groceries, anything where you feel like you have to pay somebody else money, utilities, whatever it might be, feels like debt. And you feel trapped because you still have to spend money, which congratulations, that's something that will be with you your whole life. Even if you pay off all those loans, you still won't be expense-free. So there's a difference between having expenses, which is money you do pay out, versus you know when we talk about debt, or I like to say loans or liabilities from a rich dad, poor dad standpoint, that's great. But how do we pay it off? What is it we do? Or when should we pay it off? And when should we not? I created a little formula because if you know my story, the last recession, when I got hit so hard, I went from financially independent to being in debt over a million dollars. Now, that didn't happen just because I was living La Vida Loca. Now, I wasn't starving, right? I wasn't starving when I was going into debt. The problem was is that I was racking up a lot of business debt. I was racking up personal debt because I was trying to make up for the lack of cash flow coming into my life because I was in the hole 15,000, 16,000 a month. Unfortunately, I caught it after several months of that leaking happening. This is why one of the number one things I tell you to do when it comes to preventing money leaks is to start tracking your money, really start to use that. Whether you use tools like an Excel spreadsheet, you're using an envelope system, you're using Mint, uh, whatever you're using, QuickBooks for your business, all of those things are great because you want to make sure you're being a wise steward and managing your money. If you're doing that, then talking about debt and these strategies can become easier. It can become more simple to be able to, to determine whether you should keep it or not. Now, I'm going to share something with you. This is something I've actually shared with my own clientele. Uh, and really, I want to share it with you right now is what I was able to figure out. Because I'll tell you, in 2008, when I was in that debt hole, it was hard. I mean, I was, I was drowning. I didn't know what to do. I was running out of money. And I was trying to figure out, do I invest it or do I pay off debt? How do I know which one to do? And, and I remember I was up late at night. I was playing cash flow, the cash flow game, you know, like Robert Kiyosaki comes out with cash flow 202 specifically. There's a lot more pitfalls, a lot more things that can go wrong. And I recognized some, some key things. And I realized that if I want to get out of the rat race, debt was part of it. Do I pay off a debt or invest it? Well, I created a basic index that I used in that game that helped me win it faster that I was able to apply in my real life. And this is how I was able to dig out of a $1 million plus debt hole wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. And you got to understand, I mean, 2007 is when I realized I was falling fast you know, and I was trying to stop and slow the leak gradually through 2008 into 2009. Finally, I was able to start paying things back around the end of 2009, but it was rough. And, uh, and it took me until 2016 or so really to get beyond that. And so it was not an easy battle, but using this index, what I call the cash flow index, is what got me to do it. This is what got me through those times. And really, I will tell you, made all the difference in my life. So let me share that with you right now. So I tell people, don't fear debt, right? I got my nice little picture of Dave Ramsey cutting up his credit cards. Um, don't fear debt. Uh, that's scarcity. Scarcity drives money out of your life. You need more of an abundant mentality. To have abundance, you, not, you cannot have fear. Fear, doubt, worry, greed, impatience, all those emotions are emotions of scarcity and they drive away money. They actually cost you money and cost you some really bad decisions that you want to stay away from. But do respect debt. And when I'm referring to debt, I'm talking about from the more general perspective, what people call it, we would call this liabilities or loans. So I'm going to call this loans from here forward, but I say, don't fear it. 
just like don't fear the reaper, don't fear debt, don't fear these loans, but you do need to respect them because you want to make sure they're done wisely. So here's what we talk about here. I talk about two different types of loans here. And let's just say you only have 5,000 bucks and you have two loans you have to decide between. You have to prioritize. Which one do I do? One's $5,000 at 4%. Let's say it's a car loan that you pay $500 a month. The other is a $5,000 credit card at 18% that you're paying $100 a month. Now, if you were Dave Ramsey, which one would you pick? Not to mention, what would most people tell you to pick? They'd say, pick the 18%, right? Get rid of that sucker. Pay off the 18% loan, get rid of it, and then focus on the next one, which is the 4% loan. I'm going to challenge that and say, do the opposite. In fact, I'm going to tell you to ignore the interest rate. Because here's what I learned. From a practical standpoint, the interest rate, although it's a factor, it's not the leading factor of whether you should be paying off a debt or not. Really what it is, is looking at how does that affect your month-to-month cash flow. Remember, freeing up cash, having more passive income, cash flow creates options. And when you have more options, you have more freedom. Well, if we pay off that credit card, like we're saying, we free up $100 a month. Great. But here's the thing. If you knew that the next month was going to happen and there's going to either be an unexpected expense that's going to happen or your income is going to drop a little bit, which one do you want to pay off now? If you knew you're going to have some tight cash flow, do you want to pay off the one that's only $100 a month or the one that's going to cost you $500 a month? Common sense, hands down, will tell you $500 a month. By the way, most entrepreneurs and business owners will say, a lot of times they'll just say, well, from a common sense standpoint, I'm going for $500 a month because I know it's like to have up and down months. I know it's like to have that. And you're right. The safest bet, the most conservative, safest thing you can do is pay off the $500 a month loan, regardless of the interest rate. In fact, the interest rate for banks really just smoke screens. They're really used to manipulate your human behavior to do what they want you to do. Of course, they want you to pay off that credit card faster because it has no collateral. It's unsecured. It's riskier to them, not necessarily to you, but to the bank, it's riskier because if you default on that, they could put a lien against you. They could send you to collections and and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you're probably going to end up negotiating for 20, 25, 30% of the loan balance. Right. So even if you had 5,000 you owed, you might be negotiating with them for a thousand bucks or so to pay that sucker off. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not worth it to them. That's why they put the higher interest rate. But if the payment is still lower, the safest thing you could do is pay off the car loan, free that cash up because that, that $500 a month you have gives you more flexibility, gives you more options. And you could turn around and still apply it to that credit card and pay off fast anyways. But the great thing is this because we know that life doesn't work perfectly. It's, our life does, is never b- meant to be in a calculator. To have that $500 a month, that choice, so if income drops for some reason or expenses go up for some reason, you only have to keep paying $100 a month versus paying that $500 a month. That's the key. That's where it gives you flexibility and options, and then you feel more free. The, cra- the great thing is, is I've watched people pay off debt faster doing this way than just trying to go for the lowest balance or going for the highest interest rate type of loan. This is the key. So cash flow index, how do you calculate it? It's this. You take that amount owed, you divide it by the minimum monthly payment, and that gives you the cash flow index. So notice that $5,000 owed, and that's at $500 a month, that index is a 10. 
By the way, if it's less than a 40, you want to put some priority towards paying it off or refinancing it if it, there's a refinance option possible. If now see this 5,000 on the credit card, 5,000 divided by 100 a month means you get an index of 50. The higher the number, the more we don't want to pay it off. The lowest number you want to pay off first. That's the key with the cash flow index. So where the one on the left is an index of 10 versus the one on the right is an index of 50, it's five times more effective or five times more cash flow to pay off the one on the left. That's the cash flow index. The lower the number you pay off first. So don't go for the highest interest rate. Don't necessarily go for the lowest balance. Go for the lowest cash flow index loan that you have. And remember, go off the minimum monthly payment, not what you're paying, but actually what they're requiring you to pay. Because what I'm going to recommend is you can use the same snowball method that people use where you put everything to pay off one loan and then put it towards the next. I'm going to recommend doing the same kind of strategy, but what you're going to do is again, go for the lowest cash flow index loan. Now, what if there's a tie? If there's a tie, guess what? Now we go for the highest interest rate. Then it makes sense. Go for that. They're really close to being the same number. Go for the highest interest rate. But normally we go for the lowest one first, then roll it into the next one, and then roll it to the next one. And we keep going. Now, once I get above 40, then I start questioning it. Here's the other thing. If, if this is a mortgage, car loan, a student loan, you know things that have fixed payments, first, um, if they're low interest, I wait till they get below a 20 before I pay them off. So even if you see one and maybe you have a student loan instead of 30, you may not want to pay it off yet. We may want to hold off, especially if it has a really low interest rate. Same thing with car loans. I wait till they get below a 20 before I work on paying them off. Why? Because I know I can keep making a lot more money than that interest rate. And especially with compounding interest, I can kill. I can make a killing above and beyond when I'm paying on this stuff. So remember, there's always an opportunity cost. You're always paying interest, whether you pay off, a you pay interest to a bank or to some company that has a loan on you, or if you use only you use all your cash and that cash is gone out of your life because you paid off that debt or that loan. Well, now that cash has an opportunity cost where it's not earning you any interest either. So you have to kind of weigh it out. Uh, so when I see these low interest loans, I wait till it gets below a 20. That would be just like yeah, same example, except let's just say that the amount that you owe on this car loan is $10,000. Divide by the 500 means it's an index of 20. Okay, I'm going to start considering it. Why? Because I know if I invest $10,000, you know, I could make thousand or so dollars a year or maybe a hundred bucks a month off that, but I can make 500 a month by paying off that loan. We actually had a client recently where this came into play, we even looked at refinancing their mortgage. We got the mortgage to be a higher index. By the way, you want your mortgage to be a 30 year fixed and you want it to be over a 200 on the cash flow index. I've seen many cases where their index is much lower. And we say, ooh, we may want to refinance this to a new term. And yeah, I might extend it out. But the great thing is that freed up cash flow, one, it does give you some more freedom now. Two, it also allows you to put that money to better production, better use. Because if you're only paying, even if it's four and a half plus percent on your mortgage, like the rates have skyrocketed lately, okay. That's four and a half percent. I'm probably writing off my taxes anyways on that interest. And I can make a lot more than four and a half percent doing just about anything. <laughs> Heck, inflation is more than four and a half percent. Understand that, that if inflation's you know, eight and a half percent, the loan rates at four and a half percent, you're earning four percent a year on that interest, right? That interest actually is not costing you money. It's actually making you money. So that's why I'm saying 
if it's a fixed interest type of payment, student loans, car loans, mortgages, things like that, I wait till they get below a 20 before we worry about paying them off. Also, if it's those kind of loans where if you pay them down, the payment still remains the same, do not put extra money towards your loans. Instead, instead just build that money up in savings till you have more than enough to pay off that loan. Key tip as well to go along with that, do not use every dollar you have in savings to pay off these loans. You wanna make sure you keep a good, decent amount of cash reserves that you don't touch and then use the remainder to pay off these loans. Every time I've used all my cash savings to pay off a particular loan, even if it felt great paying off that loan, something will come up. Something will happen in your finances that you will need that money back and the bank will say, we're not giving you the money back. Why? You paid it to us. It's gone. So do not do that. Do not use every last cent to pay off your loans. Leave a good buffer of savings in addition to the money you're using to do that. But remember, again, if it's a fixed, you know, a very slow interest, fixed payment type of loan, like a mortgage, student loan, car loan, those kind of, you know, those kind of type of loans that you will get there, do not add extra money to those payments. Do not add extra money to pay down those loans because your payment will remain the same. You get no benefit, no extra cash flow for doing that. The best thing you do is build up in the savings account on the side. Then when you have more than enough to pay off that balance, because eventually you're paying down the balance and your savings goes up, eventually when it's more than enough, boom, tack it, pay it off, and the payment's gone all at once. Paid off with just one check. Uh, now, going back to this, I want to show you, you know, just a kind of visual representation for those that are very visual. If it's, now I show in, in a danger zone of 50, really, I like to say below 40. If it's below 40, then I want to be more aggressive paying off, especially credit cards and things like that. You'll notice sometimes even 0% credit cards have the worst cash flow index. It's not about the interest rate. It's about the terms of the payment. So if it gets below that, especially if it's a higher interest, we pay those off. Um, if it's 50 to 100 or 40 to 100, then we look at it. We might consider it. We might pay it off. We might not. Most of the time, we just end up paying minimum monthly payments until they get lower, and then we decide to pay them off. Uh, by the way, if you have credit cards that are like up around 100, which I've seen a few cases, awesome. Those are the ones you use. In fact, one cool strategy is you might take those credit cards that have a higher cash flow index, use those to pay off the lower cash flow indexes. And you'll actually find that you'll free up more money per month. You won't, you won't use any cash out of pocket, but your monthly payments, required payments will go down. I had one guy, this was exactly the case. He, was, he had about 70,000 plus dollars. Um, I mean, he had tons of debt, tons of credit cards and everything else. I, I did the same method. Looked at the credit cards that had the highest balance, used those to pay down or charge those up with the highest index because those ones had lowest payment going up. Say, for example, a credit card is an index of 100. That means every $100 you charge, they only charge you $1 a month. But if you have an index card that's like a 30, which is pretty low, that means if you charge up 100 bucks, you're actually paying $3 a month instead of just the $1 a month on that other credit card. And that might have just confused you right there. The point is the highest cash flow index card could be used to charge up then use that cash savings to pay off the lower index card. I have had somebody do this where they paid off a car loan by charging up their credit card and all the money they, they would have normally paid out of their checking account. They went and used that to pay off their car loan, freed up like 300 bucks a month. This guy from New York, we moved money around so many times, he freed up about, about $5,000 a month. And he got mad at me. He said, Chris, you're just moving money around. I said, 
yeah, you have no savings. You don't have any money to work with. What are we supposed to do? Pull money out of your butt? Come on. Like, <laughs> this is what it is. You know, this is the best I've got. This is what you've given me. And so I said, hey, this is what it is. You like it or not? And he finally just calmed down. He's like, all right, you're right. I didn't give you much to work with. And this is what I've done. You know, I'm like, Hey, but look at the results. It was a massive difference between his business, you know, his practice, the debt he had there and the debt he had personally, he's able to free up and increase his, his peace of mind. I had another guy do this where we freed up $50,000 by refinancing his mortgage and doing a bunch of things by paying off certain loans while not paying off others. And that just took a huge weight off his shoulders. He actually became more productive in his practice. He was a chiropractor, became way more productive in his practice because he had all that extra cash flow coming in. He didn't need those patients. And as a result, more patients said yes, because he dropped the pressure. He didn't feel stressed. He enjoyed his work again and he made more money. That year, I would say that even though he might've used $100,000 of his IRA money to pay down some of these loans and help him refinance, the thing is, is that man, that changed his life. I, I would guarantee that minimum uh, with the increased income and tax savings we got him, it was about 80 to $90,000. We made him just that year alone and just increased cash flow. That's worth it. Uh, we had another client just this year. They wanted to come to us. They were saying, hey, let's get in some investments and they're going to be doing investments. But we saw this right here. We said, hey, we can do some little creative refinancing and, and we could uh, do some things to pay off certain loans and consolidate some of your debt. And as a result, they freed up $4,000 a month and with way less cash than they would have used uh, the cash they would have used anyways, we would have hoped to make maybe, you know, 10,000 a year off of, and instead they freed up almost $50,000 a year in cash flow. And now they have all this other money they can use plus this extra cash flow. They can go and build and be able to get out of the rat race faster. So that's the key guys is that this works. This really does work. So again, if it's less than 40, you focus on paying it off. If it's a little higher, we might refinance it or just keep paying minimums. And then if it's over 100, awesome. Keep making the minimum payments. Um, if it's a mortgage, you want to make sure to get that over a 200 index. So guys, this is how we use it to pay off debt. And this has worked for me. This has worked for hundreds of others of our clients that have been using this very strategy here. So remember the cash flow index. Remember, it took me going over a million dollars in debt to create this formula just for you guys. So I hope this is useful. And I hope even more than just being useful is that if it applies, you actually use it for your advantage. Guys, go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week and hopefully prosperous life as a result of using these strategies. You have a great day. Hey! Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Now.